Welcome to You Might Hate This Book, where each episode one of us will recommend a book to the other. A book that we love that we suspect our co-host might hate. Well, hate is a strong word. How about falls outside of their traditional scope of interest. Fine, that's fair. A book they would never have chosen to read otherwise. We'll read the assigned book, then come back together to discuss. Did you love it? Or did you hate it? So you agree we might hate it. (sighs) Yeah, you might hate it. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hannah. And you might hate this book. everyone. Instead of releasing a traditional episode today, we're sharing with you our March topical episode about children's books. As we announced on our Instagram, episode 19 was supposed to be about the city we became by N.K. Jemison. And we did record that episode with the expectation of releasing it as usual. However, the book itself and our discussion of the book largely revolved around the issue of racism and how race is represented in literature. Uh, We had a good conversation. We asked a lot of questions and in the end decided that we just don't have all the answers. And there were important voices missing from our conversation. So we just decided to set that episode aside. Yep. That said, we'd love to hear from you if you've ever read The City We Became. Um, What did you think? We'd especially love to hear from people of color and their experience with the book. You can write to us at hatethisbookpod at gmail.com. So instead of the episode you were expecting, you're getting a surprise bonus episode. Bonus, bonus, bonus! Woo! Each month, we'll be releasing one guest episode and one topical episode to our $5 a month Patreon supporters. So this episode was recorded for them, but we wanted to show you a sneak peek of what you might be missing out on in the future and give you a little taste. So if you want to receive monthly episodes like this one, visit patreon.com slash hatethisbookpod and offer us your support. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to our March uh, bonus episode on children's books. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Woo-woo. We need like a, a bonus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're hearing this, bonus, bonus, bonus. Yeah. Uh, like those guys on TV on the yeah. ads <laughs> for the car lots and things. We get our friend Joe in here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please sell us like a used car. Yeah. Um, so this month, we're going to, like we said on our, our previous episode, we're going to start doing two bonus episodes a month, one with a guest and one on a topic instead of a specific book. So for the month of March, we have decided to honor our good friends Brad and Christy Montague. Um, they have their new children's book coming out this month. Yay! As of this recording, it is not out yet, but by the time it drops, it will have come out on March 21st. So you can look up The Fantastic Bureau of Imagination by Brad and Christy Montague. Um, that is a book we both love. Yes! Already. <laughs> I can tell you without having read it. <laughs> love it. Um, yes. So, and you can check out their other books, too. The Circles All Around Us, um, How to Become Better Grown-Ups. Yeah. And the Kid President book. Yeah, I don't know what the Kid President book is called. But I don't remember. Google Brad Montague. You'll find out. Yeah. He's he's the, the guy behind Kid President. Since, however, this is a podcast about books we hate or might hate, <laughs> we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about Brad's book. And we're also not going to spend a lot of time talking about children's books we hate. Because I don't feel like I have a I lot. I don't have strong antithesis towards any particular children's book. No, we both have children under five, so we have lots of picture books in our house, but yeah. there's 
There are some that, like, annoy me, and I just go, I'm not going to read that. Yeah. I don't have strong feelings. Right. So, I looked up some of the most banned children's books and the reasons banned why. children's books. Yes. Those are just words that I just feel and like you shouldn't I have. And have, I have limited myself to picture books specifically. So we're not really? we're not going to like chapter books. We're not going to get into all the Harry Potter witchcraft, you know, bans going on. No, none of that. These are all picture books for children. What do you ban a picture book for? Oh, get ready. I have four pages, y'all. Four pages so of banned picture books? The plan is I'm going to share these one by one. Well, maybe not all of them. We'll see. <laughs> um, we're going to get Stephanie's reactions. <laughs> <laughs> to these books. All right, I'm ready. I'm these ready. children's books that other people have hated. Okay. So this one was published in 2014. Okay. It's called Worm Loves Worm. Okay. Okay. Two worms in love decide to get married. And with help from Cricket, Beetle, and Spider, and the bees, they have everything they need and more. But which one will be the bride and which the groom? <laughs> So can you guess why this was banned? Yeah. <laughs> this this book has been challenged because of its LGBTQ connections. Um, I mean, is it though? Aren't worms just like... They're two worms. Asexual? I don't know. I So I'm, it's more of a playing dress up? Who wants to do what? I, I don't know. I have not read this book. That I don't know. That is not even that gay. I don't know how it ends. <laughs> this is my token book that I included in the list for LGBTQ content. Because you can imagine there are thousands. <laughs> half the list were books like that. And some more obvious than the worms. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i gonna say Heather Has Two Mommies was of course on there. Yeah, the worm one, I would say, just leave it alone. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, oh I should have said that it's by J.J. Austrian. I should remember to say the authors. So that was our first one. Worm okay. loves worm. I would have just left it alone and made it a fun game of dress up, but if whatever. If you think that's crazy, okay. I can't wait. I'm ready to I'm ready to be angry. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. Some of these are books like you will recognize and then some maybe not. But the next one is The Lorax. Oh. By Dr. Seuss. Published you, in 1971. You had a Lorax when we came to Oh, I still have him. Oh, I know. A stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we all know about the Lorax. The Onceler describes the results of the local pollution problem. That's basically the book. He speaks for the trees, right? You want to guess why this was banned? Ugh! Tree-hugging hippies and their environmentalism. Close. In 1989, a parent who owned a logging company tried to have this Dr. Seuss book banned from the Laytonville Elementary School reading list on the grounds that it was, quote, Anti-logging. Anti-logging? <laughs> so not even, like, environmental, look, anti-logging. Wow. That is niche. And, like, really about you. I know. That's it's, very self-centered. It's not about you, An man. entire community of children can't read a particular book because I'm interested in logging. Yeah. Like, go home and log then. And I will say, I called this a list of banned books. These are banned or challenged Okay. Books. So this one, he tried, it said. I don't think he was successful. That would be um, ridiculous. This parent. So, yeah. The next one is The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Okay. Uh, you're surprised by this one? I was not. Um, I'll admit that I am not. I didn't read this as a child, but I'm familiar with it. You mm -hmm. used it as a guest book at I, your wedding. I did. I My husband and I used it as our guest book because many of the pages have lots of white space. So we let people just write their names. And it's about a boy and a tree and their relationship and how the tree keeps giving to the boy. First mm -hmm. the apples, then the leaves, then eventually, you know, her. Um, he cuts it down and uses it to make, make things. Like we do with trees, you know. Yeah. Hence the Lorax. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. So this book, published in 1964, um, it was banned in 1988 from a Colorado public library who argued that the book was sexist. Why? Um, because the tree is the female in this scenario, since we've got the little boy, and the tree just keeps giving and giving and giving, and what does the boy ever give back? Is the tree a girl? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... No! I've heard a lot of people, actually, other teachers say they don't like this book because they feel like it is an unhealthy relationship of, like... I would argue that maybe it does represent an unhealthy relationship, but it's not sexist. Well, that's The what... tree is not a lady tree. I... I think it's tree loves sexist. tree. Who would be the bride? <laughs> Who would be the groom? I don't know. Maybe it's sexist that he assumed the tree was a female. I, I know the one giving, giving, giving. Oh, you just assume it's a woman. I do. I will say I have heard a lot of people say it's. This is not a healthy relationship. Like, yeah, I've heard people say that too. Mm -hmm. But that's not a reason to ban it. That's a reason to talk whatever. But and also yeah. it's a parable. Like yeah. it's a children's parable. Get over it. Sexist really does not make sense to yeah. me. Anyway, so that's Tree Loves Tree. That's my next children's book. <laughs> How about this one? This is a 2007 book uh, by Walter Kotzwinkel. I'm sorry, William Kotzwinkel. <laughs> I mispronounced the first name. <laughs> oh dear. You got Kotzwinkel right. Yeah. Uh, Walter the farting dog. Uh Banned, this one doesn't surprise me. Subtitle, Banned from the Beach. <laughs> so, about this book. Although confined to a hotel room after his flatulence offends the patrons of a beach resort, Walter the Farting Dog makes an explosive sea rescue to save Little Billy and Betty. This book was challenged for using the words fart and farting 24 times. <laughs> <laughs> this one both surprises me and doesn't. It doesn't surprise me because recently people Bluey. tried to get an episode of Bluey banned for talking about fluffing. Which is, I farting. guess, Australian for farting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that something we're upset about now? I, like some parents, yes. I remember when I was a kid and I went to one of my friend's houses and I said the word fart. We were not particular about that in my house. And her little sister just all of a sudden goes, oh, you said the F word? I was like, listen. And I was old enough to know what the F word was. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Please don't tell that to anybody. I, I probably had this look of panic. And her mom, she's a very sweet mom. She she looks and she's like, I, I know what she means, honey. It's it's okay. <laughs> like, uh, I just need everyone to know I didn't say the F word. Yeah. So I Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, like, don't. I think it's very inappropriate and impolite to just like go up to someone and fart on them but like sure. you can you can acknowledge that it exists by saying the word I, yeah have I ever told you my story about when I taught high school and brought up farting no because sometimes these kids man they bicker and they pick at each other like they're two like my toddlers and we're come back from lunch and they're all settling in and they're like oh something you farted no you farted and they're like calling each other and I finally just went guys I've been here all lunch period. How do you know it wasn't me that farted? <laughs> and the look on their faces, because they never assume it's the teacher. They always want to point fingers at each other. It's like, but you know what? <laughs> Sometimes it might really be your teacher. <laughs> and and one girl just goes, Miss Graves, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you say but that? But it got them to stop arguing. So I thought you were just going to say that you did. No. Guys, it was me. I did know a teacher who would try to save them for when she walked by the troubling kids. And crop dust them? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. Anyway. I mean, well, it's I, not me. I wouldn't do that, but I kind of respect the method. I, you know, it's whatever. 
to each their own. Uh, so yeah, this one will also surprise you. Another one by Dr. Seuss okay. from 1991. Hop on Pop. I've never read that. I mean, really? I oh, you don't know Hop on Pop? Okay. I mean, I know of it. I'm sure I've read it. It's one of those very basic ones. It's got yeah. a lot of rhyming words. Um, pairs of rhyming words are introduced and used in simple sentences, such as day, play, we play all day, night, fight, we fight all night. This is a line from the book. Mm -hmm. In 2014, a formal complaint was sent to the Toronto Public Library claiming that the book, quote, encourages children to use violence against their fathers, end quote, by hopping on them. <laughs> Not by fighting all night, but by hopping on. It's called Hop on Pop. <laughs> Encourages violence against their fathers by hopping on them. Formal complaint, man. Sometimes I just, I just have to ask, like, is this a prank? Like when Gen Zers got in really into saying the birds are fake, but it was. Oh it was, yeah, my sister does that. It was a fake, fake. Yeah, man. I don't know. Violence against your father by hopping on them. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. Try having a toddler and not getting hopped on. <laughs> yeah. Especially <laughs> ours. <laughs> Our toddlers are... If I make it three days without getting hopped yeah. on, that's a good day. Yep. Okay. Here's one. The Story of Ferdinand by Monroe Leaf. Ferdinand the Bull? Is it... You know, that's what I thought. Yes. It's Ferdinand the Bull. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, published in 1936. I don't oh, realize wow. how old... This is. I would not have known that. So this classic picture book has been challenged for, quote, promoting a pacifist agenda. Okay. Ferdinand, thought to be the fiercest bull in all the land, turns out to be the most peaceful. Three months before the book was published in 1936, civil war broke out in Spain. With fears of a wider conflict in the world, interpretations of the book ran from fascist or communist propaganda to satire, making fun of strikes, to a mockery of peacemakers, to promoting homosexuality, to portraying Ferdinand as effeminate. Adolf Hitler ordered the book burned in Nazi Germany. It was not published in Spain until after Francisco Franco's death. Wow! I did not know that story had such a history. I, that book got Hitler's attention. It did. Okay, well, I am pro that book then. <laughs> I, right, I feel right. like I need to be, like, actively pro anything Hitler. I don't think we have that, so I need to go get it now yeah, like, for my voice. I had no idea. I, I read that and was like, what? Agenda. Mm -hmm. So this one, this tops our... You might hate this book, I think. Hitler hated this one. So <laughs> we're not going to get... I love that book. Mm -hmm. uh, this book I've never heard of. It was published in 2010 by Lane Smith. It's called It's a Book. Oh. That's the name of Have you heard of this? No. Oh, okay. It's a Book was challenged <laughs> but retained at the Edmonton Public Library in 2013 after being banned in two Massachusetts school districts the year it came out. When an operator of a literacy program tried to give copies to elementary schools, she received several offensive emails. The book is about... A book-loving monkey, a tech-savvy donkey, and a straight-talking little mouse. The very last word of the book, directed at the donkey, is perhaps a little too accurate for some, using the term jackass. <laughs> I mean, that one is the only one that's even semi-valid is you don't want kids using the word sure. jackass. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it is a donkey, so anyway. Sure. There's that. Okay. So, James Marshall's 1989 version of The Three Little Pigs. Okay. You want to guess what it was challenged for? Uh, ooh. I should have been asking you this the whole time, I guess. 
<laughs> um, anti-pork agenda. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're pretty much right. Here we go. Not only challenged because of violence, but in 2003, it was also challenged on the grounds that a story about pigs might offend the Muslim community. I... But this was not put forth by a member of the Muslim community. <laughs> the Muslim Council of Britain has spoken out against a movement in the UK by certain non-Muslim teachers to ban all stories involving pigs from primary schools and called it a, quote, well-intentioned but misguided attempt at cultural sensitivity. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's neat of you to try and be sensitive to other people, but, like, how about just... Just chill? Yeah, be nice to people. Don't we, we can read Charlotte's books. Web. We can yeah, read removing know. books about pigs is like probably the least of their concerns. Yeah, I I found it interesting how these banned books run the gamut from like over conservative to like yeah too sensitive to like maybe that's valid to that is ridiculous. We have all kinds. Yeah, it it takes all kinds of weirdos. Mm -hmm. This one you'll know, the Snowy Day by Ezra yeah. Jack Keats. We love that one. We have, yeah, we do too. It was published in 1962. It was challenged when it first came out, and again in 1963 when it won the Caldecott Medal, on the grounds that a white man did not have the right to create a black character, and that he only created a black story so that he could get the award. Mm. I did not know this about this book. I always assumed the author was a person of color. I did too. How do I feel about that? I don't know. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that actually is an issue in the wider publishing industry. Of, it is. It's called own voices stories. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to write about any kind of marginalization, they want the author to have experienced that kind of marginalization. and it's, Which, in 2020s, okay, but yeah. in the 1960s... I'm very surprised, yeah. Would, it, would a person of color even have gotten... The opportunity? And yeah. So, I don't know. And especially for a children's book. And the book is not about his marginalization. No, the he just happens just to is be. Black. Yeah, there's no commentary think, on his color. Yeah. So. this, Yeah, that surprises me. Mm -hmm. I think that issue is valid in a larger context, but not really in this particular context. And I don't know if there were, like, interviews with him that made people question his motives for why he. I still like that there was representation of a. I think that's nice. We like showing that book to our kid. Yeah. I We read it in my house, so I'm not going to stop. <laughs> anyway. Next book, I Am I by Mer Mary Louise Fitzpatrick, published in 2006. It is a parable about the futility of fighting and arguing. Okay. And it was challenged, but retained, at the Edmonton Public Library in 2007 for, quote, the anger displayed in the art and words, I hate you, I hate you. And the possessiveness. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> had angry kids in I, the book. Okay, well, I got angry kids in my house. Well, I like, mean, yeah, it's a parable about the futility of fighting. Yeah. So, okay. What do you want them to do? Great. Thank you for that. I don't know. So we now have come to our third entry from... Good old Dr. Seuss. Good old Dr. Seuss. If I Ran the Zoo. If I Ran the Zoo. I don't know that one at all. I don't know this one as well. Um, so it was banned for stereotypical depictions of Asians. Oh. Who, quote, all wear their eyes at a slant, end quote. Um, was the reason it was, it was challenged in Vancouver in 2014. 
the Vancouver Public Library chose to keep it on the shelves, but will not be reading it at story times and will only promote it as an example of how depictions of other cultures have changed over time. Yeah, and so. it was only in the last couple of years that his estate uh, chose to stop publishing a different book for its very problematic depictions of black people. Yes, so. And he started uh, illustrating books a long, long time yeah, ago. This one was and, 1950. Yeah, so. which doesn't make it okay, but like, yeah, depictions of non white people were different. Yep, they were different. So, so that's fine of them to say, we're not going to print those anymore. But they're going to keep it as a, yeah. you know, to show the progression. Which I think is important. Mm -hmm. I do too. The 1983 edition of Little Red Riding Hood by mm. Trina Shart. Anti-grandma. Well, no. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's not why this particular challenge came up. Anti-picnic. Uh, no, but perhaps a little closer. Okay. Really? <laughs> Sure, the wolf ate grandma, but in California and Florida, there were several challenges to this edition of the book in 1990 because Little Red has a bottle of wine in her basket promoting oh. alcohol to minors. I never so, would have even thought about that. Anti-picnic. That was close. Anti-picnic. Um, okay. We're just, we're having fun. <laughs> um, good Night Moon. Oh, Good Night Moon. By Margaret Wise Brown. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Harper Collins, the publisher of this story, digitally altered the illustrations in 2005. Okay. Did you know this? No. They removed a cigarette and an ashtray. Oh. <laughs> the illustrator's son said he felt pressured to agree to this, but there are many people who feel strongly that the classics illustrations should not have been changed. So this is actually a challenge about the new version of the book. Yeah. Having been changed from the old. Oh, man. Adults. Adults. You've got to chill out. My child would never in a million years have even noticed a cigarette and an ashtray. Like, the things were like, oh, we can't have their young minds exposed. Mm -hmm. They, their young minds don't care. <laughs> yeah. Their young minds only see you fighting and bickering about stuff. They did not see the ashtray. So that, I know there's got to be pre-2005 <clears throat> copies floating around out oh, there. Oh, certainly. So if you have one, go check it out. See if you can find, I don't even remember where it is. I guess I'm, the table. Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure our copy is an older copy. Ooh, ours I'm going to check. We have a board book version, so ours is newer. I'm um, going to check. Yeah, you go check. Okay, his fourth oh, time on our list. Dr. Seuss. Here he is again, Yertle the Turtle. <laughs> it's hard to take it seriously. It's uh, called Yertle yep. the Turtle. You want to try and guess? You're not going to. Oh, I don't know. I've not, I don't know that I've read Yertle the Turtle. So it was banned from an elementary school in Prince Rupert, British Columbia in 2012 due to a quote from the book being too political. Tell me the political quote. Here is the quote. I know up on top you are seeing great sights, but down here on the bottom, we too should have rights. Oh. <laughs> so. Feisty. Yep. Oh, man. I really hate it when people demand their rights. Especially when they're, you know, underprivileged. Yeah, man. Those <laughs> underprivileged always demanding their rights. Uh, yeah. Too political. So annoying. Okay. This one I knew about. I don't know if you did. Uh, it's Maurice Sendak's Where the Wild Things Are. I didn't, and you mentioned oh, really? this when we were talking. So, okay, yeah. you didn't know about Okay. Actually, Maurice Sendak 
a lot of his books show up too. Um, I didn't print out information, but the night in the night kitchen and outside over there were also on the list for okay. depicting nudity. I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't know those books. Um, but his most famous, of course, where the wild things are. Your husband loves this book. Yes. Right? Yeah. This classic picture book has been challenged for being quote too dark, having witchcraft, supernatural elements, and a child who yells at his mother. Okay. In a 1969 column in Ladies Home Journal, child psychologist Bruno Bettelheim called the book, quote, psychologically damaging for three and four-year-olds. Oh, I, there were so many things running through my mind about why this book might be banned. Witchcraft. And, oh my goodness. And this is reminding me, um, do you remember when everyone got so mad about Turning Red, the... Oh, the Disney movie about yeah, because menstruation? She, well, or sort of? One of the big issues was that she's disobedient to her parents. And I was like, ah. you mean like in Aladdin and Rapunzel and the Lion <laughs> King and the Little Mermaid and All every the Disney single Disney movie? Like, yeah. that's the foundation of Disney movies is I disobeyed my parents. Yeah. Little she Red yelled Light. at her mom. Oh, that... Little okay. Red Riding Hood was not banned for witchcraft, and so, you know, yeah. supernatural elements, talking wolf. <laughs> so, talking wolf. You know. Yeah, like, is every single children's book where animals talk witchcraft? Oh. We had some neighbors growing Honey. up that were very anti-Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but they were very into Star Wars, and my mom would get so missed. She was like, <laughs> what do you think the Force is? What is it? If it's not magic, tell me what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, there's more. It was banned in many southern states when it was published in 1963 for child abuse. Because he goes to bed without his supper. Yep, that's right. I want to talk to how many 1960s southern grandmas who did not let their kid have supper. That was probably a very common punishment. Probably so. Man. (laughs) I, I noticed something really interesting about that. Maybe it's only interesting to me and everyone else already knew this, at least in the copy that we have. So mm-hmm. I think probably in general, the part of the book that is illustrated gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. And then it until we get to the wild rumpus and then we have three pages of wild rumpus and then it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. Like his, like the his world. Ex- yeah. Yep. His world expands and then his world contracts. contracts. And I thought that was really lovely. I didn't connect it, but I've noticed the margins and mm-hmm. I've just thought, Oh, that's interesting. And then I moved on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. It's a really, it's a great book. We read it all the time. Um, I've got two more. Okay. This one is 2005 by Nicholas Allen. It's called Where Willie Went. And if you had seen the cover of the book like I did, you would have quickly noticed that Willie is a sperm. Oh! Um, Where Willie Went was challenged in Chandler, Arizona in 2008. A parent asked that this book about a sperm race be moved (laughs) to a restricted parenting collection. Which, you know, I don't think that's wholly unreasonable. Yeah, I mean... If you want to use it to explain some things... Go ahead. Sure. I don't really want to do, like, Mommy, the sperm book for today. <laughs> like, that's how Maggie requests books. She's yeah. like, I want to read this one. I don't, I don't want to like, be this doing... is a book you reserve when your kid asks you those tough questions. And you're like, like you know what? I have a book for that. Yeah. It's, do you remember that American Girl book? 
I never got an American Girl oh, book, but man. I heard from all my friends about the American Girl book because everyone else got the American Girl the book. The care and keeping of you tells you about your period and how to put a tampon in and all that stuff. Nope. Yep. I had to find out from my friends who got the American Girl book. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, it was fine. It was not exciting. Anyway. <laughs> it didn't change your life. No. This last one, um, I actually have, and I need to let you borrow it. It's called The Paper Bag Princess. Hmm. It, it was published in 1980 by Robert and Munch. And it is a reversal of the Princess Prince Dragon story. Um, The princess, the prince comes to try and save her, but he's very, like, into how he looks, and he does not. And so she just takes it upon herself to do it. And the dragon burns her dress in the process, so she puts on a paper bag. (sighs) And then the prince is like, I'm not going to marry you. You're wearing a paper bag. And she's like, forget you. I'll need you. (laughs) It's like Banned for feminism. No. Uh, Well, sort of. It was challenged for violence and for being anti-family as the princess <laughs> rejects the prince in the end yeah when women reject men it's anti okay mm-hmm. the publisher Anik press even asked robert munch to change the ending before the publication but he refused um thank you yep yep you're welcome so there we go there's a whole Great. bunch of books that people like to hate on i love that that was fun. Thank you for You're expanding my knowledge of how people choose to be crazy. And there were so many more. Oh, I bet. Ugh. I bet. But those were just what I found the most interesting. Yeah, thank you for introducing me to the fact that there is a book about sperm. <laughs> Where Willie went. Where Willie went. And it's <laughs> called Where Willie Went. Yep, it's a sperm race. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to go be really like, fast. you got to be the one to get to the egg. Uh, Congratulations, Willie. Does he win? Does Willie win? I have no idea. <laughs> I'd be so sad if it's like, and then Willie went into the ether because nothing happened. <laughs> he, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. The so end. nothing happens with Willie. Oh dear. Man, that's existential. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do sperm go if they don't meet an egg? They just disappear. <laughs> I'm so glad that we ended on that. Yeah. Well, let's end on. Let's each give a book we love. Okay. A picture book that we love. That yeah. We read to our kids or got read to us as a kid i don't remember what books were read to me as a kid i don't have like that book that yeah i mean i know that my mom read to me all the time but i don't have any particular memory of a specific book but a book that i really love your husband actually introduced to me um it's called tomorrow i'll be brave by jessica heesh sure h-i-s-c-h-e yep so look it up um I'm a graphic designer, for anyone who doesn't know that. Um, It's got really cool graphics and really cool typography and obviously a really cool message. It's, you know, I want to be smart and brave and confident and all these things. But if I'm not, I'll just try again tomorrow. And I just really like that. I'm like, I needed to hear that. I love that book. It is, now that you pointed out, the illustration is very much your style. Yes, Yes. it's very, it's my aesthetic. Yes. Uh, Typography is something that really interests me. And so I really appreciated the message and the aesthetic of it coming together in a way that I really liked. That's cool that you bring up the aesthetic because the book I chose, there's so many children's books that are great that I read to my boys. But the one right now that I think is my favorite, part of the reason is because the illustrations help to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those books that is trying to explain a big concept to little people, and it uses very simple illustrations to do it. It's called We Are All Dots by oh. Carolina Zanotti and Giancarlo Macri. Sure. Uh, we'll reference it in the show notes. But it's a book about essentially 
resource scarcity and how as humans we all need to work together to share what we have to make every to make the world a better place basically that some people have a lot and some people don't and we have to figure out how to come together and it's got white dots and black dots it's all black and white and so you see the dots like traveling across the pages and trying to figure things out as you're reading this book so it's a pretty big concept yeah um it's a really cool book and i've had it for a while and we haven't read it to my kids recently but a couple weeks ago um rowan is four now and our church does a homeless ministry and so brandon decided i'm gonna take rowan to help you know distribute food and we kind of explained to him what he was going to go do. And he just said, oh, like the dot book. Oh, and I just had this like proud parent moment of yay. like, yay, you understand. Um, so I like books like that where the pictures help yeah. with the story. Uh, so that's my current favorite. I want to see this book badly. Oh, you come to my house like, oh. in two minutes. <laughs> okay. Go. Okay. So we're going to go check out these books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed this month's topical episode on children's books that have been hated on <laughs> yeah and go buy brad's book yes the fantastic bureau of imagination i have a very important question for you please ask me i love it would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. <laughs> um, a a horse-sized duck. Or one hundred duck-sized horses. Well, that is just cute. <laughs> but I feel like I would be overwhelmed. But the thought of a large duck, like a really big duck. And I'm listen. Can I be honest? I'm a little scared of horses. <laughs> right. They're, but they're large. So tiny. <laughs> well, but then if you have a duck that's as big as a horse, like, right. am I going to feel the same level of anxiety? And it might still have really powerful legs. And wing, like, what's the wingspan on this? Right. Can this duck fly? And it can also swim. Oh. I would think that I I want the hundred duck-sized horses, because you can just start kicking. That's true. It, it is a hundred of them, though. It is a lot. But I think I'm going to go with that. Yeah, my sister, when she hiked the Appalachian Trail and they have trail names, mm -hmm. she met one lady whose name was Pony Puncher, I think, <gasps> or something like Did that. Did she punch a horse? There's, like, apparently this one spot on the trail that has a lot of wild ponies, and she saw one outside of her tent and, like, thought it was a bear, <laughs> which doesn't make this make more sense. Had she ever seen a pony or a bear? <laughs> like, why would you punch a bear? I... <laughs> True. I didn't even think about that. One shouldn't punch a bear or really a pony. Either way, whatever's outside your tent, probably don't punch but, it. Like, these 100 horses, are they hostile? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather fight, I guess? They're in a fighting mood. So I guess I'm going to change my answer <laughs> to the large duck. One giant hostile duck I mean, or a bunch of hostile. I just run, right? Or get in some bread. Like, I'll get some old. <laughs> a lot of bread. <laughs> get a bunch of, like, go rob the grocery store. I want neither of these things to occur. You have to answer. <laughs> I'm going to rob the Piggly Wiggly and go fight the duck. Okay. <laughs> cool. 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 Okay.